This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. Our next guest has consulted and led leadership sessions at such companies as Disney, Pfizer, Procter & Gamble, and much more. She is Sonia Jackson-Miles, founder and CEO of the Sister Accord Foundation. She joins us on the phone from Mason, Ohio. Uh, Sonia, nice to have you here with Jason and myself. I hope you're doing well, your family and your colleagues are doing okay. Yes, we are doing well. It is such an honor to be here with you today. Well, likewise. And listen, for those not familiar, tell us a little bit about um, tell us a little bit about the Sister Accord. The Sister Accord is my mission to have a billion girls and women learn how to love themselves and love each other. What I found when I was in corporate America and I worked for some great companies was that women didn't always play nice with each other. They didn't always take care of each other. They didn't always support each other. And I wanted to use my experiences and my voice to change that. And so I launched the Sister Accord Foundation. And so it has been amazing how women all around the world are experiencing transformations just simply because they've learned how to love themselves and each other. So, Sonia, talk to us about this moment that we're in right now because I feel like in this time of crisis, you're seeing – Different people act different ways. You're seeing challenges, but you're also seeing opportunities. What's the advice you're giving people, especially leaders, because leadership in many ways has never been more important. And and candidly, we're seeing some good examples, but we're seeing some crummy examples out there as well. What's the advice you're giving people? Well, what I say today is what the world needs now is love, sweet love, but we also need leadership. And right now is a perfect opportunity for leaders to step up and step into what it really means to lead. It is so incredibly important that we help people understand what collaboration really looks like and making sure that we don't focus on who gets the credit. We just want to get to solutions, and we want to get to them quickly. And when you don't care who gets credit, then that's when leadership can really show up. Well, so what does that look like? So, so when in terms of communicating, communicating yeah. to people, like what should a leader be saying to his or her team? How should they be communicating, especially at a time when you can't look somebody in the eye, or at least if you are, you're looking through a screen? Yeah, so right now what I am saying that is that leaders can give hope during this crisis. And there are some ways to do it. Your language makes a difference. So if you are saying, oh, my God, the sky is falling and it, everything is terrible, then everyone else is going to feed off of that energy. So it's important to say, you know what, right now we are in the midst of a challenge, but we will get through this together. So giving hope is a big part of that. So your language is important. The timeliness of your decisions. When you get the information, make the decision and move. Don't allow all of the fear and everything going around you to keep you from actually moving forward. You know, Sonia, and, you know, it's interesting to hear you say this, and I do think what's tricky right now is you have leaders who have to deal with some really short-term needs of their employees. Absolutely. And we just talked about, you know, millennials for our New York audience. We talked about, you know, millennials are dealing with two major crises in their lifetime in a really short time span, the financial crisis where, you know, they saw parents lose jobs, if they were starting to enter the job market, it was a really troubled one for them. We talked, we kidded about a lot of people living in parents' basements. Here we have another crisis that, you know, I've never seen this where our economy is being shut down. So what's the balance for a leader that has some real near-term, short-term concerns, certainly among their employee base? Well, I understand that idea of having hope longer term, 
but there are some serious, you know, concerns short term of people just wondering about survival from day to day. Absolutely. That's the delicate balance, making sure that you can give attention to what is critical right now and understanding that and prioritizing what is critical right now, but not forgetting that there are some decisions you need to make right now for the long term as well, because after the pandemic, and I call it the PPP, post-pandemic plan, you've got to have a plan for how you will come out of this and what you will focus on to make sure that you are still serving your customers and your consumers. Well, that's a really interesting point and echoes something that we heard from one of our investors earlier who said triage is not policy, right? So, like, you do have to figure out. And I, and I guess, uh, you know, one of the questions we definitely wanted to ask you, uh, Sonia, is this notion of how the world will be different on the other side of this. What are the yeah. opportunities that we can seize on to make sure that – I mean, listen, I think more of us are spending time with our families. More of us are realizing we can work remotely. Maybe we don't have to be in the office as much. Yeah. But how do we hold on to that? How do we hold on to, like, the 50% of the good stuff uh, maybe that that we should have on the other side of this? Well, you know, I often talk about leaders making sure that they are putting the human back in humanity. And so I think what is going to happen after the pandemic is we're going to have the model, and this is what I've been predicting, the model of the future is going to be radical collaboration. It's going to be making sure that cultures are focused on making sure that people can bring their full selves to the table. And I call it the one accord model. Okay, so everybody coming together and we recognize that everybody is important. The unfortunate part in the past is we've had segments that we've prioritized. I believe after the pandemic, we're going to recognize that, look, we've got to focus on the on humanity, and what's well, right for humanity. Well, it's interesting that you say that. We heard from Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont. We've heard from certainly New York Governor Andrew Cuomo about as a result of the virus, we're seeing minorities impacted yeah. disproportionately. And, you know, Absolutely. the gaps that we have in society and minorities yeah. once again being targeted by some big picture thing that happens in our society. You know, this is not a new story. And we've talked about That's it right. for decades. That's and right. yet everyone talks about when we're in the moment of crisis that we're going to change things. You know, my fingers are crossed, my heart is crossed that something does change when we get on the other side uh, and we do something about these gaps. But I'm curious how you see it. We've got to get to the root cause. What I have felt, and I've been on the front lines of um, helping minority and women-owned businesses for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. And what I have always said is we have to get to the root cause of what is happening in these communities so that we can fix it systemically, so that we don't keep going back and forth. What I believe happens is we have Band-Aid approaches. Okay, let's slap the Band-Aid on here, and then we'll come over here and we'll slap this Band-Aid on, and nothing ever gets fixed. And so all of those things that are facing um, the minority communities, and in particular African Americans when you talk about COVID-19, they are experiencing death at a much higher rate. And it's because of all the other things that we've been yeah. talking about forever with health disparities. Well, right. if you don't fix that, right. there's no way that you can fix the bigger picture. And that's what I, that's what I focus on as I yeah. consult with my leaders. Well, it was nice to check in with you. Uh, and good luck, certainly, with your efforts and, and getting that message uh, across to leaders that are out there who can really help shame policy going forward. Sonia Jackson-Miles, founder of the Sister Accord, joining us from Ohio. 